welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. I'm really excited about what God wants to do this morning. Um, Mitch and I have been praying throughout the week, and we've got some awesome words of knowledge Um, Some of them scare me a little bit, uh, but I'm excited to share them with you a little bit later on. Um, The funny thing is, is when I first got asked to preach, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to tell you what we're doing, which is always the first mistake, right? (laughs) But the beautiful thing, when you're someone who preaches a lot and you move to a new town, you've got this whole catalogue of messages that you've prepared and preached, but nobody has heard them. So I was like, okay, God, let's just, I was just scrolling through, I was like, which one, God, which one are we going to (laughs) do? And I was like, what I want to do, God, is something chill, something I've done before that makes me look good and earns people's trust. (laughs) At least I'm honest, right? God doesn't bless who we pretend to be. (laughs) And I just felt the Holy Spirit laugh and say, Larissa, not a chance. (laughs) And I've learned that in life, I actually really can't afford to be outside of what the Father's doing. If I choose, if, if any of us, we choose to listen to our own need for control or our own need for safety or comfort, if we listen to our insecurities or our pride or our fears, even if we just listen to convenience, if we choose to make excuses based on where we've been or who we are, what we've been through, the, the current challenges that we're facing, what we're really doing is giving the enemy a foothold to do, dictate the course of our life. And he actually doesn't get the right to do that. He doesn't have the authority to tell the children of God how they spend their days on earth. And so um, I got to a point and I realized that scrolling through my list of messages wasn't working. And so I yielded. And I'm yielding today. I'm constantly yielding. And I feel like that is a pattern throughout my entire life where, and I'm sure you've probably experienced the same, you come to a standpoint And I either have to choose where if I want to continue going the way that I think I should go and the way that looks like it would lead me to success or I can yield, surrender everything again and become clay in the potter's hands. And can I tell you that there's actually, there's no safer place than the potter's hands. I'm struggling to open this. There we go. There's no safer place than the potter's hands. I can, I've, experienced it time and time and time again. The comfort of the comforter is infinitely better than any kind of self-protection or self-pity that I can muster. Infinitely better. And so this morning I'm not here to earn your trust, sorry. I love you guys. (laughs) But I don't really care what you think about me or what I have to say. (laughs) I'm not here to live up to Simon's really high expectations of me either. (laughs) I believe that I have an assignment today. And if you met me in high school as a nerdy drama freak, you would know how much I love assignments. I have a very clear assignment. And what I feel to remind you this morning is that God has called you into this place for a reason. Whether you're sitting on a seat, you're serving at the back, if you're a mom in the mom's room, shout out to the moms. I can't actually see them, but I'm sh- hopefully they can hear a little bit of what's going on. Honestly, being a mom when you come to church, I just want to encourage all the mums, okay? Because some weeks you show up to church and you're like, what was even the point? <laughs> Has anyone had those mornings? I just want to encourage you, though, no minute that you spend in the house of God, especially with your kids, is wasted. 
that carries impact for yourself, for your children, for their children, for their children. And so sometimes it's just showing up and being obedient and you know, feeding them as much snacks as you can so you can try and receive something, but I just want to encourage all the mums. It doesn't matter who you are, how you found yourself in church, whether you're watching on live stream or you're in the room, I feel like God is drawing you closer to himself today. And, and he wants to pour his spirit out and I really felt like the Holy Spirit wants to do some business. Um, and no one's excluded from that, okay? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. If you're in this place, no one is excluded from what God wants to do this morning. And I don't know about you, but I'm really hungry for God to move. <laughs> There's such an atmosphere of expectation over Whangarei, and, and especially over this church. Mitch and I felt it the moment God started calling us to move. There is such an expectation for God to move. And I'm, I'm so hungry to be a part of that. I'm so hungry to see Whangarei completely uncontrollably rocked by the love of the Father. I'm so hungry to see sick people be made well. I don't know about you, but I'm sick. I'm sick of sickness being the norm. Especially this week, I'm sick of it. I'm so pumped to see blind eyes opened. I'm so pumped to see people receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I'm hungry for transformation. And what I really felt like God wanted to ask you this morning is, are you hungry to host and honour the person of the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is not some random, unattainable force that floats in, floats out whenever He wants. It's not this thing that happens in specific moments in history. The Holy Spirit, He's the third person of the Godhead, which means that we can have relationship with Him. The same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. Just, just think about that for a second. The same power that took a dead man and brought him to life lives inside us. That same power lives inside us. Are we honouring that? Are we aware of that? Are we making room for that? Are we experiencing that power? And so this morning's going to be crazy. <laughs> And what I really felt like my role to play this morning was that the picture that God gave me was a picture of an annoying little sister. You know, we have spiritual parents. We all need spiritual parents. If you don't have a spiritual mum or dad speaking into your life, doesn't matter how old you are, pray for one because um, that's super important. But I get to be the little sister this morning and I've learned, I, I am a little sister, I'm the youngest of four and I've learned that siblings can get away with so much. And get away with way more than parents ever could. So I'm going to do a little bit of stirring and maybe a little bit of poking and prodding. It might get a bit uncomfortable. Going to give you a gentle push or a shove or a kick when needed. But the reason is that I don't want anyone to miss out on what God's got for you today. God doesn't take for granted the gathering of his believers. He, he, he honors that. He, he finds that so incredibly special that he honors it. So I'm going to pray. Jesus, we thank you for your power here in this place. We thank you for your blood poured out for us so that we can experience you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you have your way in this place? We don't want to let a Sunday go by and not experience the fullness of what you have for us. God, would you pour out your Spirit without measure? Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
I was um, preaching. No, I wasn't preaching at this one. I was just helping to host it. We used to do a, a youth conference slash camp every year. Um, and one, yeah, a couple of years ago, we were, I was standing in worship. I remember it very vividly. Chloe Diaz was standing in front of me. And she had blue jeans and a black jacket on. I don't know why I remember that, but she looked awesome, so maybe that was why. And I was standing in worship, and there's just this beautiful expectation in the room. There's a, a couple hundred teenagers just worshiping God earnestly and seeking his heart, and we're led by some teenagers, and, and, and it was just this really special moment. And I had this time where I was worshiping, and I was like, God, would you just pour out your spirit without measure? That's a promise in the Bible, that we can have the Holy Spirit without measure. I was like, God, would you pour it out? I, I, I want to see you move, God. I want to see you do something awesome. And I was like, I know that from experience, I know that God meets hunger and he meets desperation. And so I was ready for like this, you know, this big moment. Um, but what actually happened was what I call the spiritual smackdown of the century. <clears throat> so here I was being like, God, I want you. I want your spirit. And I just felt him say, no, you don't. And I was like, what? He's like, no, you don't. I was like, God, like, you can, I was having an argument with God. I don't know if you've ever tried that. It doesn't really work. I was like, God, search my heart. Like, can you not see how earnestly I want you? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've searched your heart. I was blunt. He's like, I've searched your heart, Larissa. You want the results of a move of God. You don't want the process. I was like, what? He's like, y- y- you actually, like, you say that you want me, but actually, in, in re- reality, you're kind of scared of me. I was like, well, maybe true. He's like, you're scared of looking stupid. You're scared of not being in control. So, no, you don't, you don't want me. If you really want me to pour my spirit out, you have to do some pouring first. <laughs> you have to lay aside your own agenda and what you think I should do. You have to empty yourself, Larissa, so that I can fill you up. And it was this really humbling moment. But I think in life we we sometimes walk around completely unaware of how full of ourselves we've become. And I don't mean like in the overconfident, you know, sense. I mean just full of our own stuff, full of our own plans, our own fears, our own worries, our own day-to-day concerns our own gifts, our own problems, our own need for intellectual gratification, our own understanding. We just become full of ourselves. But when we pour it out, when we say, God, you can have it all, you can have my reputation, you can have my pride, you can have my need for control and safety and understanding, when we lay down our right to be in charge, when we step outside of human reasoning or any sense of personal control, that's when God's like, okay, great, we can do something now, finally. We can do something with this. The Bible says that whoever saves his life, whoever is so concerned with their own life and saving face and, and keeping things neat and tidy and controlled, whoever tries to save his life will lose it. <clears throat> I don't want to lose my life. What a waste of what a waste of Jesus' sacrifice. What an absolute waste of his blood poured out for me if I spend so much time focusing on myself. Then the promise is that whoever loses his life for my sake, whoever lays it down, will keep it. 
And it's this paradox where if we're willing to put everything on the line for Jesus, then we get to actually experience the life and fullness that he paid and, and paid the price for. If we really want to be Christians who completely embrace the gospel, if we want to completely embrace the gospel and the wonderful work of our Creator, we have we, we, we cannot be the Lord of our own lives. We can't pick and choose what aspects of our life God gets control over. We can't pick and choose what relationships, what people, what, what areas of our life, our finances. We don't get to choose all of that. If we really want to embrace the gospel, we have to allow him to have it all. We can't keep things off limits from God. So here comes the annoying little sister, but I'm going to ask some hard questions, and I want you to just check in with your spirit today, okay? If God asked you right now in this place to give up your job or your career, right now, no explanation, no hint of what's coming next, if he said, hey, I want you to give this to me, hand in your resignation, it's got this awkward silence, <laughs> that's beautiful, but uncomfortable. If, we, if God asks you to do that, is he Lord of your life enough for you to say, okay, God, I trust you? If he asks you to give up your house, would you say yes? If he asked you on your way home today to pray for someone in the supermarket, regardless of how awkward it is, would you say yes to God? If he asked you to start putting aside an hour a day just to pray in the Spirit and seek his, <laughs> seek his presence, would you rearrange your life for him and make room for that? Is God the Lord of your life? If the answer to any of those was no, then he's not. He's not completely Lord. And I really feel that there's a revival coming as the church begins to honour God as Lord again. Not just as friend, not just helper, not just comforter, not just saviour or generic advisor or genie in a bottle, but as Lord, wonderful master, the one who sees it all, who knows it all, who's gone before us, who hems us in behind, our beautiful, beautiful Lord. I'm going to get the band up because I actually don't have much more to say. We get to let Jesus do some stuff. But I really want you to ask yourself, and I've been asking myself all week as I've been preparing, am I yielded? and surrendered and willing to obey that which I don't understand. Not even the big stuff. Like, oddly enough, it was easy for us to say yes to God when he asked us to completely uproot our lives and move to a different part of the country. But it's the weird little things that one, one year God just told us, I was working out at the gym and I was really enjoying it and it was proving to be really healthy for me. And God said, Larissa, it's time to give up your gym membership. And I was like, What? This is awesome. This is so good. I'm, this has been amazing for my mental health. And he said, no, give it up. I was like, why? He's like, I don't care. Do you trust me? Give it up. And God's not, he's not, he, 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 all of that comes from an absolute infinite love for you. It's, he, he, he's, he doesn't want to be Lord just to have control. If that's how you feel about God, then you're going to have to do some business with him because that's not his character at all. But Lordship puts us in a position where sometimes we don't understand. And we have to choose whether we're going to trust Him or whether we're going to trust our own understanding. 
I saw an awesome um, quote from Bill Johnson this week, and if, if you've followed at all what's happening over there, Bill lost his wife to cancer um, a few weeks ago, and this really rocked me. This is what it said. We don't get the peace that surpasses understanding until we give up our right to understand. We don't get the peace that surpasses understanding until we give up our right to understand. I know that there are a lot of intelligent and intellectual people in this church. And that's amazing. God loves the fact that you love pouring over scriptures and and, and understanding theology. But there is an aspect of of God that you are never going to understand on this side of eternity. So you have to give up your right to, to know everything. The, the saints in the Bible who walked with the Holy Spirit, I find this awesome, they never bothered to explain him. They never bothered to try and teach people how to walk with the Spirit. They just carried him wherever they went. In Acts 5, I think it is, it says that people were bringing sick people out to the streets in the hope that as Paul walked past, his shadow would, would bring healing because they wanted a deposit of the measure of the Holy Spirit that Paul was stewarding. God really wants to pour his spirit out. That's, a pro, that's not, a, it's not a timeline thing. It's not this thing that, oh, we're praying for revival. It's coming, it's coming. No, no, no. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's already here. We can choose to take hold of it or not. The, whole, the, the Holy Spirit is, can be poured out without measure. And from what I can see, what I've experienced in my 26 years of being a Pentecostal, that can sometimes be a little bit messy and seem uh, from the outside hard to understand. I've been in services where I've looked at people and been like, is that really necessary? I don't know if you experienced that. I, had a fl- one that one, I was having this awesome time in worship. This is a side story. And I had this lady who was really just like lost with Jesus and it was beautiful to watch and she had a flag and she was dancing and she kept hitting me in the face with her flag. I was like, seriously, God, is that really necessary? One of my earliest memories, actually, was of I was at either two or three, I can't remember. Um, but I have a vivid memory of being in a prayer meeting with my mom, a midweek prayer meeting. And there was a lady, a good friend of ours, was in the corner getting deliverance. And it was awesome. It was wild. It was, like, crazy. And I remember as a toddler, I had no idea what was going on, but I had, there was no sense of fear I was just like, this is an awesome thing that's happening. I, I just got excited. There was something in me that got excited. I could feel the victory of that moment for that, for that person. And so things can get a little bit crazy when, when the Holy Spirit wants to do some business. And there's absolutely kingdom order. Don't get me wrong. God's not reckless. But we can't confuse kingdom order with our need for neat and tidy. <laughs> Sorry. We can't confuse kingdom order with our need for predictable. We have to lay down our right to be in charge. I've got a few scriptures that I want to finish with. Matthew 10, 5 verse, 10, verse 5 to 8. This is when Jesus is, is commissioning his disciples. He's sending them out kind of for the first time on their own. And this is what he says. Don't go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. 
as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Such a simple message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And then he gives them four very simple instructions. There's no confusing, it's black and white. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So simple, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. In Acts 1, when Jesus is about to ascend, the last thing he says is, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We're not victims. We're not on the back foot. We're not on the losing side. You have got the power of the Holy Spirit living inside you. You know, we pray for revival. And in modern church history, we, we, we see revival as these pockets that kind of pop up and they start and then normally something, some drama happens and then it all, it's all over. <clears throat> but there's nothing in the, in the Bible that talks about revival in that sense. What we look at in the Bible and would peg as revival, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, visible signs, wonders and miracles, people flocking to give their lives to Jesus... That was just the church being the church and doing what they were told. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. That was just the church being the church. That's, that's normal Christianity. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> just being real, what, what are we doing? Toza says this cool thing about the Holy Spirit. I want to share it quickly. The doctrine of the Holy Spirit is buried dynamite. Its power awaits discovery and use by the church. God never fathered his church apart from the Holy Spirit. We should be anointed by the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. We are taught by the Spirit. The Spirit then is the divine solution in which God holds his church. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.com.